0: You're listening to Sermon Snippets with Max Taylor, where we exposit God's Word and apply its instruction to our everyday lives. As we study God's Word, we're learning truth that corrects our thinking, meets our needs, and teaches us more about Christ. Here's your host, Max Taylor. Okay, so this episode is going to be a little bit different than what I originally was planning on, and I've decided really to just park on verse 8. And I was going to move ahead and go into the next part of this chapter, but I really sense this as an opportunity to talk about something that's really important, something that's going on because I'm seeing a lot of compromise happening in church. And that's, that's where we live. That's practical. That's really what I think we need to hear this week. And so um, I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to share some from my heart, from what I think the, the Lord has burdened me to share. And this is really just going to be kind of a, a personal, more down-to-earth, um, where I just want to get real with you for a minute about some issues that we face as Christians. And hopefully it's a help to you. More, more of a pep talk today. And, and the topic is really dealing specifically with pastors. So in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, I want us to draw some, some application and, and see some of the lessons we can learn about how to relate to pastors in a godly, biblical way without compromising. Because that's a huge need. So Daniel 1 verse 8, we'll read it again. It says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. I really, as I've thought about this this past week, I cannot get over the stand that Daniel took. Okay, and there, there's a lot of pastors that preach on this passage. I'm sure we've all heard the sermons from this part of the book of Daniel where pastors will preach, you know, and they'll say, you need to stand up, you need to be a Daniel, you know. And and a lot of times when you try to do that and you try to live it out, it's a lot more difficult than you might think. And so just right here at the beginning, I want to give you some some of my credentials here, okay, just so that it doesn't seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and really, the Lord has just uniquely blessed me with a rare amount of exposure to pastors. I, I know a, a ton of pastors. Um, just thinking back over my contacts and my phone, I have a lot of numbers of pastors. And I mean, it kind of makes sense because that's that's my calling, and that's really the career, if you want to put it that way that the Lord has directed me into. But I have had a ton of experience with pastors. Probably just because of going to two different Bible colleges where you you meet a lot of people there. You rub shoulders with people. I mean, me and my ministerial colleagues would always go sit in on the the pastor um, conferences and, and hear all the the guest pastors that were coming through the colleges speak. So you, you get to know a lot of people and then working at two different camps. On top of that, you would be amazed at how many pastors and church people come through those camps and all the connections you get to meet from that. Then um, I've had about around a dozen maybe um, conversations with pastors who were interested in bringing me on staff at their church, and that has taught me a ton. Not to mention all the calls before that about looking for a church to intern at. So all those uh, just exposure to pastors, I feel like I I'm in a position where I've had such a broad exposure to it. I spent a summer preaching up in New England at different churches. And in my college years, I preached around Florida, Georgia area. So I've, I've met a ton of pastors. I, I have dozens of interactions with pastors. I've probably had more interactions with pastors this year in 2023 than most people do in 10 years of their life. So it's just a unique uh, exposure and, and journey that, that God has brought me on. So I feel like I can speak to this issue of pastors, and a lot of times we'll hear them preach about we need to take a stand like Daniel did and his friends, you know, but then at the same time, a lot of times they'll say, you need to give some things up, or they'll also say, you know, fill in the blank is a matter of preference, or it's not of first significance, you know, we need to focus on the main things, focus on the gospel, some of them say. But think about it, Daniel took a stand for what is labeled today as a non essential. Okay, Daniel determined in his heart to honor God in the little things. And that's what's been so challenging to me this past week. Daniel took a stand over a small issue. And those pastors that I mentioned that I've that I've talked about, that I've had conversations with on the phone, um, learned so much from and and really a lot of what I've learned from pastors has just been over a meal at a restaurant for lunch, you know, at some Mexican restaurant sitting across the table from a pastor and just asking them questions and getting to talk to them. But so many pastors wouldn't be willing to take the stand that Daniel did. They wouldn't be willing to go through the lion's den like we're going to study later on. They wouldn't be willing to pray when it, when it's illegal. That They wouldn't take these stands because their ministries show that they, they don't determine to honor God in the, the small things. And you don't have to be that way. So part of the, the burden that God has laid on my heart is that you don't need the approval of your pastor. You don't have to rely on your pastor to do what's right for yourself. And I'm not in any way downplaying um, being faithful to the church or being um, a good follower of a godly pastor. Actually, if you have a godly pastor, godly pastors love the message that I'm that I'm sharing with you right now because they want a church full of independent. Christians who are determined on their own to follow God in every area of life, that they don't need the pastor to stand up and, and tell everyone to dictate to them what to do. So if, if we have a church full of people who are just going to do what's right no matter what, no matter you know if they have the pastor's approval or not, and, and if you have a godly pastor, that's a huge praise. And, and that's something you shouldn't take for granted because a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people have to decide to do what's right on their own without the approval of their pastor, without the support of their pastor. So stop relying on the pastor to tell you to do what's right. Daniel and his friends here, they were by themselves. They went against their superiors. They they couldn't use that excuse that a lot of people say. You know, They say, well, just do whatever the pastor says because God's going to hold him responsible. That's not what Daniel and his his friends, that's not what these guys thought. They, they didn't use that excuse that, you know, oh, well, God's just going to hold the leader responsible. That, that argument that people say, I, I just submit to the leader because ultimately God's going to judge him, not me. That's not what Daniel and his friends decided. They said, we're going to do what's right. Even if the religious leaders aren't going to go through the fire with us. Even if we're being told by the king to do something wrong. Even if our pastor doesn't support us. That's the right mentality to have. That's actually... A biblical principle that Baptists have stood for for a long time. It's called the priesthood of the believer. If you think about what a priest did in the Old Testament, they had privileges, but they also had responsibilities. The privileges were they were called to serve God with their whole life. They didn't work a normal job. They were dedicated to the things of God. They worked in the tabernacle or in the temple later on, uh, like under David, for example. They were um, provided for by the people, the people brought their tithes, that supported them. So it was a unique privilege to serve God as a Levite or as a priest, but it was also a responsibility. They had to protect the holy things of God. They stood and guarded the doors. They made sure the wrong people didn't come into the temple. They made sure that the sacrifices and the offerings were clean. And we today, first Peter, or actually, let me just turn over there. The Bible says that we today are a royal priesthood. That is who we are as believers. Let me find the verse here. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says, Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. By Jesus Christ. That's individuals. That's not talking to a church collectively. That's not saying we're a corporate priesthood. No, that's an individual priesthood. Verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are commanded to stand up independently, regardless of what our church does or what our pastor does. And we have to be willing to accept the punishment sometimes for taking a stand for what's right. And it's such an individual thing. In Acts chapter 5, verse 29, the apostles told the government officials, we ought to obey God rather than man. They were willing to take a stand independently. Listen to me. Any pastor or teacher who tells you to go against or to not listen to or to belittle or ignore your conscience is wrong. It doesn't matter who it is. They're wrong. Sometimes we get the idea that pastors are, you know, superhuman and that they don't struggle with the things that we struggle with. But take it from me, okay? Pastors are normal people that are trying to live the Christian life, but the the honest truth is they can be carnal, They can be in the flesh. They can be wrong. They can be ungodly. And a lot of times when there's a church member who decides to take a stand and do something right, you might experience some backlash. So let that sink in, the stand that Daniel took, deciding to honor God and the little things. And I can give you a ton of examples in the Bible of of other people who did the exact same thing. Think for a second about Joseph in the Old Testament. Okay, now he determined to do what's right in Egypt. He was sold as a slave. He didn't have his family there. He didn't have any spiritual leader there. He, he decided to flee Potiphar's wife all alone. <laughs> Genesis 39 verses 19 and 20, it says, And it came to pass, when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me that his wrath was kindled and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in prison. Joseph took a stand in a wicked culture. But then think about Phineas. Phineas, in Numbers chapter 25, he took a stand in the middle of the nation of Israel. These are all God's people. He actually took a stand, if you remember the, the account, the... The scripture tells us that he went into the tent and he slew a Midianitish woman and the Israelite who is actually a, a prince um, of the congregation. I believe he was a prince. He went in there and he killed both of them. And he did that right in front of Aaron and Moses. They were all standing in front of the tabernacle there. And Aaron, it says Aaron saw it. So Aaron and Moses are just standing by. They're not doing anything. Phineas didn't wait for the approval of Moses. He didn't go ask Aaron to do something about it. He decided to stand up. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 106 verse 30, because of his decision, when he executed judgment, the plague was stayed. Think about Moses. So we have two examples there. Joseph did what was right in the midst of a wicked culture. Phineas was surrounded by, you would say, Followers of God and no one else did anything. So he individually stood up and did what was right. Then you have Moses kind of in the same situation as before with Joseph. He decided to flee the, all that Egypt had, had to offer the riches, the education, everything he was offered, the whole life that he had ahead of him. He decided to give all that up because of something that the Bible says was invisible, something he couldn't see but he had faith. And so he decided to make the hard decision to flee Egypt in order to follow God. So all I'm saying to you is don't worry about who opposes you, about who doesn't want you to do what's right. If you don't have a pastor who's on board with you making a godly decision, follow your conscience and obey God rather than man. Obey God and follow God. Make sure you please the Lord no matter what the cost is. Because that's the perspective that Daniel and his friends had. So just a challenge this week. To be independent and serve God as a priest, no matter what the cost might be. Thank you for listening to Sermon Snippets. If this Bible study is a help to you, consider downloading the weekly episodes or sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember that God's Word is perfect and it's everything you need to live for Him.